Welcome to our podcast, F the System with Abby and Gabby. The podcast for millennials who decided to F the system and follow their dreams. All right, today we're going to be chatting with Jordan Lear. Jordan's actually my cousin. Um, he moved from a really tiny, tiny town in Michigan out to L.A. to pursue his dreams of acting, film, and comedy. Okay, so let's start off with your story, Jordan. Um, okay. Like, let's go from the, the start. Like, I want to hear from the beginning. We want to go way back. My story of how I ended up in this profession I'm at... Uh, Okay, well, I guess you should know the current profession I'm at is <laughs> I am an actor, I do stand-up comedy, and uh, I'm a filmmaker, I'm like actively, I have, an, I have a short film in a film festival, and I'm working on making more short films, and that's pretty much like my career hustle, like that, you know? Okay. And how I got here, I mean, I don't know, I've always like to dick off and entertain people i've always just been mr entertainment but you know when it it came time for college and and picking a job and everything you know i was i was still into sports in in high school but uh you know it's not like i was going to be some fucking athlete or something and so whenever it came time to like switch your focus and like apply for college i really panicked and you know i like being a doctor, that that's a good job. Like your brother Andrew, mm-hmm. you know, that's why that's why he's a doctor. It's a good job. Yeah. You know, it, it's a real thing you can get, and they, it's one of those good jobs that pays good. <laughs> you know, like you help people, you'll get health insurance, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So I remember choosing that, and I really remember asking someone like, "What is the uh, what's like the highest paying job in the medical profession?" <laughs> I seriously thought, I was like, well, if I'm going to do it and it's all about money, let's get the fucking most, you yeah. know? Because everyone's like, well, I'm going to make a passion out of it. Like, I really love this. Like, yeah, okay, well, I want the fucking money, you know? And they said an anesthesiologist, and I, I was really I was really hardcore into that, you know? I, like, in high school, I, I job shadowed at a hospital uh, twice a week, three times a week eventually. And then I was pre-med when I went to Michigan State. And I don't know, something about, like, the first month of being at Michigan State, being pre-med, I uh, I met someone that was studying film, like, at Michigan State. And I was like, what do you mean you're studying film here? Like, that's what your degree is going to be? <laughs> yeah, because I came from, you know, my, the school, the high school I went to. Yeah, can you, can you, like, reflect a little bit on that, like, where you're, where you're from and, like, your town? <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, like, nothing. It's like... <laughs> There's 2,000 people in the whole town. Oh, wow. It's tiny. Like, our the most interesting class you could take was straight up woodshop. You know, like, we didn't, <laughs> you know, we had bands. And uh, my freshman year, for one, one year, we had a forensics class. It was called forensics, which sounds weird, but it was an acting class where we performed. Mm-hmm. And that was dope. But then they scrapped it after my freshman year. And, like, there's, so there's no outlet, you know. Like yeah. I said, I played sport. That was it. So there was no film class or anything like that. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. And I loved, I loved movies. There's like, especially in high school, I started developing, like I, I would watch movies over and over again. Like I remember I watched The Departed over and over again and I'd memorize things and I, I had no idea how they were made at all. Even whenever, so I showed up at Michigan State and it just blew my mind that, you know, you could get a degree in that, you know, that that was like a profession. 
So I just became obsessed with that. And then, you know, I, I tell people, I feel so dumb now because now I, I know how to grab a camera. I know how to shoot something. I know how to edit it. I know how to do all this stuff. And before, I just thought the shit was magic. Like, I didn't even know what <laughs> editing was. I don't know. Yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> yeah, so I, I met a guy who was studying there. And I he, said, he lives in L.A. He, he still works in the business to this day. And uh, he needed someone to act in this little sketch. And I went and acted in it. And then, I, like, there's a, whole, there's a whole world that opened up at Michigan State with me. Because they had... They had, they had a really good, I don't know if you guys can hear those sirens outside my window. That's how good I'm doing. That's how well this story will lead to. Proof right there. You heard it first. Yeah. But, so I show up at Michigan State and, you know, they had all these good resources. They had these, like, student-ran television shows that, you know, like a sitcom that was kind of like Friends, but it was at Michigan State. Oh, they, that's cool. And, they had this one that was like SNL, you know, but it's all, all ran by the kids and everything. And so I auditioned to act on the show and I because they had an opening on the main cast for this, you know, the sitcom that has been at Michigan State for over 25 years. And uh, I, I, I got it. I got it. No I brought way. the fucking heat. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. No, it's crazy to stay. So I, I acted out. And then... Um, I just I got obsessed with it all you know it like honestly it was it was a very easy major to pass grades wise you know like uh, honestly all the, most of the athletes they they take media art that's what the ma- the major is called media arts and they take it because it's easy I mean you can turn in a piece of shit and you'll still pass the class but um I, I got obsessed with it you know in, in filmmaking and the whole process and and by the end of those four years I had become Instead of just acting on it, I was directing the episodes. I was helping write. I was producing it. I was editing it. I was I was doing everything. I literally learned everything. You know. Yeah, that's and, really cool. Uh, and then I don't know. By by then I was like all in. You know, on fucking this life, I guess. And I knew I was moving to LA. Um, but I get you know at the same time, I choosing film as a degree. I I felt that that was a safety. You know, I was like, oh, I'll do something I love and I'll, I'll get a college degree. So obviously I'll get a job in it. Yeah. And, and it doesn't work like that. <laughs> in terms of that. I mean, it does and it doesn't. I like I, I've made a lot of. Well, it's different because I, you know, I studied for film production, but I really moved out here to be a performer, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, that's kind of interesting because there's a lot of people that i know from msu that they studied for acting they, they studied theater and that they, they don't even do the shit anymore they like most of them i most all of them actually don't don't even do it anymore you know and so that was like i don't know that that's a whole nother leap in itself basically you know coming out here and i still you know i use the filmmaking tools but it like you know there's no i haven't escaped the nine to five you know like last night I worked a fucking ice cream job from 6 p.m. till midnight, and then I woke up this morning and I drove Uber for two hours, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's and, grind. And I'm, getting, and I'm getting ready to go to an open mic that I'm going to sit for two hours, and it all depends on them pulling my name out the bucket, whether I get to perform or not, and it probably won't happen. It hasn't happened the last three times I've gone. And then <laughs> I'm going to a stand-up comedy show that I'm booked on, Oh, and dope. I'm not, and I'm not being paid for it. Obviously, no. Okay. <laughs> that's not. <happening>. So, 
that's where I'm at, man. You're just hustling out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, what about, I think you left out, like, a big part. Oh, there's a huge, yeah, there's a huge (laughs) chunk there. I don't don't know where to start. Like, you want to know about uh, L.A., the beginning of L.A.? Yeah, when did you move to L.A.? Like, right after you graduated? Right after I graduated. So, so here's my L.A. deal. So, if you follow my track, I've always, like, kind of panicked toward the end of something and picked, you know, a, a path. You know, that's what I did with high school. I panicked about my job. I picked medical, and then that took me to Michigan State. Then I switched. And then, you know, the more I got into Michigan State, I was like, okay, so how do we actually, you know, get a job out of this And on the production side? And I learned that the big thing was you want to try and get, you know, an internship out in L.A. or New York, you know, just to get your feet wet, just to go out and experience that. And so before I, before I was finished with MSU, my junior year, I, after that, I came out and I spent 11 weeks at this small film production out here in L.A. And I basically just got a taste of everything, you know, and I... Um, I don't know. I, it, it was a cool production. It was basically you, you, you made all these short films. A lot of people my age were working them, and we also worked with this company doing some commercial stuff. But uh, you know, th- it was that summer during LA that I did stand up for the first time. So I was just like, I was listening to this podcast. Like I don't know, it's when Joe Rogan was just coming out, and, and he was talking with all his friends that you sang at the Improv, and they were talking about open mics, and I was like. I was like, oh, you could just go sign up and go do that. And yeah. so I tried it. I tried it twice. And then I knew I was. I had to go back to MSU to finish my year. But I knew in my heart, I was like, all right, I'm for sure finishing next year. And I'm going to come back here. And then I'm going to do stand-up. Like, that's what I'm, I'm going to do stand-up. I'm going to try to act like I'm going to quit, you know, quit with the try and get a, a job that's sort of in the industry. It's like, no, I want to be the guy. I want to be the dude. Yeah, like it's all or nothing. Yeah, so like I said, I did stand-up twice. It didn't go well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ray, it didn't? I feel like you've always, like, been cracking jokes. Like, Yeah, yeah, but stand-up's hard. Like, I mean, honestly, my first time, the first time I went up, I got some laughs for sure. The second time, it, I bombed uncomfortably hard. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> yeah, and, and I mean, I've been doing I've been doing stand up for like eight years. Like I bombed really hard last week too. Really? Like, uh, oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> yeah! Oh yeah! Like, what do you mean by bombed? Like, does that mean just like no one laughs or no one laughs? <laughs> feel the energy in the room is dark oh it's like, god like like a lot of people bomb and people aren't paying attention when i bomb people are like oh my god i want him to leave oh, no. oh my god dude <laughs> it's pretty funny yeah it's funny and you just keep going you're just like whatever i gotta i gotta do it yeah 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 um I mean, that's, uh, geez, we could, we could talk for hours about the stand-up on its own. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to, like, go see you yeah, do no, stand-up I, yeah. comedy somewhere. All I've ever seen oh, is, yeah. like, on your stories, like, when you just set it up on the stage and yeah, do a yeah, few minutes. That's, that's what I'll be doing tonight, too. <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep a lookout for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so where are we at? We're in L.A. Okay. So here here's where I'm at in L.A. So I moved here. And my whole thing was, I was like, oh, I'll do stand-up because a lot of people I look up to, you know, Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, they all came from stand-up, you know, like they're all in movies, they're all in TV shows. Like, I want to be 
but they all came from this. And so I moved out here and I got, uh, I, I had to get a job to support myself. So the job I got somewhat related to what I knew what to do. It was operating a camera. I videotaped depositions for like three years for lawyers and oh it was so boring. It's, it's very uncreative. I mean, I was operating a camera. Sure. That, that's cool. But it's, you know, the farthest thing from anything creative, but I mean, it didn't matter. It was fueling, it was fueling doing stand up at night. And man, that's just what I did for three years. I just would do like, a, it was, you know, it was like nine to five. And then I'd go do stand up. I'd go to like two or three open mics a night. A night. Oh, wow. Like every, yeah. I'm, you know, 20 mics, a week, you know what I mean? Like crazy for like three years, three yeah. years. And, um, God, I just remember being, and I still feel this way. Not that I'm not, but I just remember being tired all the time. <laughs> like all the, like weekends too. It's like, it never fucking ends, you know? And, and you just, you're going up over and over again. Cause you, you talk to people and you just know that you have to. And, and like I said, in, in those moments you're going up, you bomb a lot. And it's more than just bombing. You know, you're doing these open mics and you're really performing for comedians, but you just have to keep going to the next one. You go to one and there's just two people and they're, they're not even paying attention, you know? I mean, I, I've literally stood and, and done 40 minutes to a blank wall before. I really oh my have. God, dude, that's oh, wow. brutal. Yeah, I'm not, not joking. It's just that, you know, you drive somewhere, you park, you perform, you know? And th there's something to, to bombing of no one paying attention where you just do your material and you just do it to practice it. And, uh, I mean, whenever I say I bombed last week, I was at an open mic where it's full of comedians. And I've been doing this a while where as soon as I told the first joke, no one was even fucking paying attention. And it's like, oh, you guys aren't even going to participate. And that's whenever I just bombed hard. And then I just, like, started staring at them and being silent until they would fucking crack. I was like, guys, we're going to address what the fuck's up. Like, this isn't good. Oh, my gosh. So, but, um, I mean, I, I've had a few moments of like changing gears with like <laughs> entertainment. Cause you know, you go do these open mics and all I was doing was stand up. I wasn't auditioning for stuff. I wasn't, I had stopped filmmaking for a minute. Like it just hadn't, you know, you only have room to do so much. And, mm -hmm. and then I, I knew I had to, I knew I had to do more than just do stand up. It's something I, I, it's something that I urge my friends and comedians that they should do more. You know, I, cause I was waiting for like a TV deal to pop up. I'm like, Oh, someone sees you at an open mic and they'll give you a TV show. And it just doesn't happen like that. Like that's, that's the way it used to happen in the eighties, you know, but it just, it just doesn't. And so through talking to a bunch of people, I realized that like, I wasn't even in the acting game for the first three years I was here. Like I wasn't even trying. You know, mm -hmm. and so I had to get an agent and which sounds impossible, you know, you're like, oh, get an agent. What the fuck does that mean? I knew I had to get an agent to try and audition for these TV shows and shit. And um, I, it sucked because it's like it's so fucking hard to move here and get a job. But in if I wanted to transition from just doing stand up, if I wanted to audition to auditioning during the day, I had to quit my fucking job and find a new way to make money so I could audition and shit. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was interesting, but I did, I did. So I, I like quit my job slash sort of got fired. I don't know what exactly happened. <laughs> what? They, I don't know. I just basically, I stopped getting work for a couple months and it sounds like it was fate. What's that? It sounds like it was fate. Yeah, it was fate. <laughs> 
Yeah, everything happens for a reason. But I, uh, I had some good advice from a few friends of how to get an agent, and it's kind of a simple process. Basically, you just submit to a bunch. You just email, like, 50 of them asking for meetings. And uh, I did, and I got, I got a few that were interested. Uh, two of them met with me. One of them didn't want me, and one did. And he took a chance on me, and um, I mean, it got me in the acting game. But it was like, it's like you're not even like in, in. Then you just got to start auditioning, you know. And that's, I don't know, that's it's a whole life in its own. So, I like, I probably parked at like over fifty different auditions last year, maybe even seventy. That's and a I lot. Didn't get them. And I, I, I got two of them. I got, I got two of them. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, t- yeah. you got to start somewhere. Something. Wait, so are you still auditioning? Like, because you recently landed something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Well, my big fucking break came recently. Um, so, I, I mean, I had some work that popped up over those past few years. I had, uh, I was on two of those murder shows where it's like they uh, like unsolved mysteries looking shit on investigation discovery where they like recreate the murder scenes. Oh really? So I, did, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, did, I did two two things like that, and then uh, and then I I got booked on this uh, this kids game show. It was basically it was through my ex girlfriend. So I was doing production work uh, on this kids game show where it's like we we choose like Universal Studios or other location where these kids got to solve these riddles. And my ex-girlfriend's dad, he knew, he knows that I can, like, run a camera, I can run some audio. So he, he hired me just to be crew on this show. And then they got a second season renewed, and they wanted someone to act this part of the scientist that, like, is like the Bill Nye, like, explains his gadgets to the kids. And I fucking got it. It's no like, way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So wow. I did, like, 13 episodes on this Amazon Prime show, but... What the you know, fuck, like, dude? I did not know this. Yeah, I know. The family should talk more. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because, like, I was on these things, and they didn't, like, no one in the world, like, knew what it was because they're not that big a paying thing. But to me, it was amazing. Yeah, no, you know, I but, still think that's really cool. And for it to yeah, be on Prime, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, it feels dope, but it's like, I'm like, yo, I'm on this Amazon Prime show, but I'm still driving Uber all week. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> well, it's like, I, yeah. It's a weird feeling. Um, well, I mean, I, that just makes your story even better. Like, honestly, like, 20 years from now and you're, like... A billionaire. Kill, you know, <laughs> killing it even more. You're, like, have your own TV show. You're going to look back and be like, yeah, I fucking drove Uber to get here. And yeah. that's fine. You know, I got here. Right on. Um, so, ba- I don't know. I basically did the hustle of doing, like, you know, day job today job that I was really grateful to get through my ex-girlfriend's parents actually (laughs) and then uh, those small acting jobs and still doing stand-up at night and popping into some acting classes Um, and then my big break came recently my I mean I don't know if I should say it's my big break because I still could use another break because I'm obviously still scooping ice cream and driving Uber Dude, I, I, honestly, I was on, I, I just recently, I got that ice cream job, and I just recently started driving Uber again this month, because, man, I was on, like, a two-month vacation. It felt like I, 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 like I made it in L.A., but it only lasts for so long, you know? Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, Especially I, I, how expensive it is there. Yeah, it's insane. Um, 
But I got I went and auditioned for that show Young Sheldon, which is a spinoff of The Big Bang Theory. And uh, I had auditioned for the show back in October for a different role as well. And I mean, that's part of the game. It's just, I mean, it's similar to stand-up. You just got to keep going and going. And even though, like, you're told no, it's like eventually a yes will emerge out of it, you know? Like, I literally auditioned for that show. They didn't want me. And then a month later, they, they asked me to come in for a different role. And uh, it was crazy because it was just one line that I got. And uh, my character's name was Kid Number One. And it was so small, but it was like, oh my God, I was freaking out. You know, CBS show is huge, you know, it's fucking Chuck Lorre. And, uh, but with my one line, they had me do a bunch of like improv shit on during the shit because I was like a, I was like a high school bully and I was watching a fight. And my, I fucking love watching fights and I love talking <laughs> shit. So I was in my element. So I just started riffing and saying this funny shit. I was like, kick his ass, feed him up a sandwich, you know, and punch his lives out. <laughs> and it cracked him up and it was cool. It was just like a good day at work. And then, I mean, that was it. It was just for one episode, one day at work. And then the next week they called my agent and they wanted me again. They wanted to bring me back to like fill this other bully role, like with a name and shit. And so I did another Fuck episode. Yeah. And they liked that, and then I got booked again, and I and, and that was that. I so I did the three episodes. Each episode was one line. It's the biggest thing I've done. It paid very well. I was on vacation for two months. It, it literally it felt it felt amazing. I felt like I was living my dream life because I moved in to this. I've got a one bedroom apartment. It's the first time since I've lived in LA that I haven't had roommates ever. I had like a car, I have a car that's like running pretty fine, which is a rarity. And like, I, w- I didn't have to work at all. I was just, I had the money that I made off of the acting and I was, but I was still putting it towards my goals, you know, like yeah. I, I, I immediately reinvested it in an acting class that I took for two months and I was doing stand up every night. So I like, you're still I, hustling. I, I didn't stop working. I wasn't making money at these things. I was still doing stand-up for free. I was paying $5 to do it, in fact. But it was cra- it's crazy. It was crazy. It's, it's all over now, though. It's all over. <laughs> but what about, like, don't you think, like, now you have, like, a connection with CBS, or does it not work that way? Oh, oh no, absolutely. Oh, okay. And, yeah, that's, like, I've... I've, I've had, since I've booked that, I've had 20 other auditions that I have not gotten, but I've, I've had, you know, I've, yeah. you know, I've been a, to Paramount, I've been to Sony, I've been to all the studios, and part, part of it that elevated me is the, I got in the union off of that, the, you know, there's like a union for acting, just like a lot of things, and the small paying jobs that I had in the past were non-union, and I, I'm not even eligible for the small stuff anymore. I, I, it has to be the big, legit jobs now, and that's all I'm auditioning for. And I haven't gotten any. I have a, I have an audition for a Netflix film that I'm sending in this weekend. It's a tape I'm sending in, and who knows, man? Who knows? I have like they, they say if you book one thing a year. Like, that's really good. Like, that's very good. So. Yeah, I mean, out of all the people in in L.A. <laughs> trying to do it, I mean, I feel yeah. like that's really good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, no, and it's one of those things, like, if I didn't book anything for the rest of the year, I, I know that I have to be real. I mean, honestly, for two years, it's it, as crazy as that may seem, I, I should be really grateful because something's going to pop up. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So how'd you get in, like, get your foot in the door to CBS? Is, like... I mean, they just, you know, 
you have to have an agent to audition for those big shows. Cause, oh, okay. So if you move out here, you want to be an actor. There's like a couple websites that you sign up on. One's called Actors Access. The other's called uh, LA Casting. And it costs like, you know, like a hundred bucks a year or so. And you basically, that's how you get your start. You submit yourself for, pro, you send in your headshot on that website to like student films, a lot of USC films. And then some small stuff will become available to you, like the non-union stuff that I booked before. But if you want to audition for the CBS stuff, you got to have an agent. And I mean, hopefully you got to have a good agent and... It's just like anything, you know, they're, they're going to try and get the superstars for the roles they want, but then whenever they don't get them, they've just got to keep searching, you know what I mean? Um, and so I like I had auditioned for that office before uh, for that TV show and didn't get it. I'd like to think that I left a decent impression. Like, you know, a lot of times you go for something, you're just not right for the role, you know? You just don't have the hair color they want, but you give a good performance and they're like, oh, we'll bring you back for another role. And so that's how I got that, you know? I mean, I, I don't know how this stuff comes up, you know, honestly. Like, <laughs> especially whenever, before I had booked that, you know, I, I'd get an audition for a USC short film that didn't pay at all, you know, that literally paid a sandwich. And then the next day I'd get an audition that was for Marvel, The Punisher on Netflix. No oh, shit. that's awesome. Yeah. I oh, love yeah. that dude, show. Dude, I auditioned to be a motherfucking Power Ranger. I no got a callback to be a Power Ranger. That's dope. I booked that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's it's really very, cool. It's very, it's very fleeting, you know? I mean, it's just like, in any of this stuff, there's, there's plenty of small stuff I've auditioned for that I would have loved to get, you know? Stuff that pays good that you would have never heard of, really. Yeah, I mean, it just pays the bills and you're doing what you love, so yeah. might as well. So do you have, like, a portfolio? Like, is, is that, like, I'm sure you have some sort of portfolio in the industry, right? Uh, well, I mean, I've got my... I've got my resume. I got my, I've got my footage of all my scenes, obviously for my reel. I mean, I if that's what you're looking for, yeah. So do you have to like bring that to your stuff and like submit all that and like? So it's like on it's on these casting websites. Oh, okay. You know? So then they just like yeah. look you up, basically. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, every time it's what everything fucking costs money. Like for me to <laughs> update my reel, it costs about thirty bucks. Like, oh wow. Every yeah. time you have to add something to it? Yeah, if I want to add it, you know, if I want to put up a new video, it's like a dollar a minute. Oh, wow. Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. And you have to pay your $100 a year? Yeah, well, me, because I have an agent, my agent, and not everyone has this deal, but my agent pays for my casting website. Oh, so that's I'm, nice. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that's part of the thing, like, you know, I could get signed up for for those as well and still self-submit for small stuff but he just sends me the auditions I get so do you have the same agent that you started with or has it changed yes I do I've been with Nick Ray the whole time that's awesome so he's doing a good job you guys are a good team yeah yeah (laughs) I hope so I mean (laughs) I I would have taken anybody (laughs) because I had no idea what I was doing I still don't know what I'm doing but I've been, I don't know, it's been really grateful. And that's one of those things. A lot of people out here, they play the game of trying to get an agent, trying to get a better agent. And, 
you know, I've had, before I got Young Sheldon, man, I, I didn't have a good year of auditions last year. I, I honestly had more auditions the previous year, and I was like, what the fuck happened? Because I booked more stuff, and, you know, like, January through May is supposed to be a hot time, and last year, I didn't, I, I probably had, like, six auditions in total, and then... Just like out of nowhere in November, Young Sheldon came out and it was like crazy. It was just crazy, you know, just out of nowhere. You yeah. Know? It's just like life was working for you, but you didn't really realize it. Yes. No, man. And how, wait, you've been there for like how many years now? 2012, what, I've been here seven years? Yeah, because I feel like you've been working your ass off there for yeah. and a while. I have a lot of stuff that's, you know, I still do stand up and. You know, getting paid and making it in stand-up is it's kind of, a, I tell people it's kind of a fair tale, you know, because there's a lot of networking involved in trying to get the stage time here. And I told people, because I, you know, I'm not, I'm not good at bullshitting and trying to, you know, suck up to people for or even ask to be on shows. And I, I started noticing in the stand-up community that I wasn't getting anything as far as shows. And that, but some, but for some reason, I was the only one of anyone I knew that was auditioning for TV shows. And I was like, "What? How the fuck can this be?" And I, I just know in my heart of hearts that like, I'm gonna make it and stand up. Like when I make it in acting, honestly, you know, like I'm once I once I'm like on if I'm on TV shows the way I want to be and the way I want to work towards, like I'll be able to perform anywhere, you know, on stand up and. Uh, I don't know. That's kind of my hustle there. And I, I'm still very active with the filmmaking. You know, like I said, I, I, I made a short film that one of my friends financed and it's in film festivals right now. And part of that game is like we, we have six episodes of a TV show that we wrote together that like we're using the short film as a pitch. And we're just like hoping somebody likes that. And it's like, hey, we'll make your TV show for you. And. I don't know, I'm getting ready to make another horror film next month, actually, with the same idea, you know, to pitch more scripts, and Jeez, I, don't, I don't know. dude, I had no You're idea you did all that. Yeah, yeah I had no yeah, idea you were doing all the film crazy. producing. I'm just constantly doing stuff that doesn't pay. Well, I'm, it'll pay off, I know it will. Yeah. Like, it's really fun, though, I, I really, I don't know, I enjoy everything, I enjoy it all. That's yeah, good, I'm sure you. you meet, like, a ton of cool people doing it, too. Oh, yeah, tons of fucking crazy people. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you ever meet any famous people? I see famous people. I don't... Like, at auditions and stuff? Oh, not at auditions. I guess I auditioned for a role the other day that this fucking kid from Ozark was there for. I didn't recognize oh, cool. him. Someone else in the room, they were like, yo, he's on Ozark. He's going to get this role. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that fucking sucks. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I, I go to the Hollywood Improv and I go to the Comedy Store a lot. And I don't know, you see, yeah, like, I don't know, I see Joe Rogan down there, Kevin Hart, everyone's oh, wow. all popping, Sarah Silverman I've seen perform. I don't bother people for sure. You know? I, yeah, I don't expect you to be like a little fanboy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I in my mind, I'm like, yo, I'm the shit. You should want to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, at the end of every episode, we ask you, like, what's, like, a moment that you've said, like, F the system or, like, we're going to say something like that. So if you want to come up with something, I don't know if it's going to take you a minute or if you have something. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, I've had 
to think about my stand-up, and it, it, I don't know, the way I'm building it up, it's hard if you haven't heard it, but, like, people find it really offensive, and especially in these times, and, I mean, I'm, to me, they're just jokes. Like, I, got, I got no hate in my heart at all, at all. But they're just jokes, and they honestly really offend people, and, and stand-up is a whole different beast these days. People are so uptight. I mean, that's just the way it is, and I've had a lot of times where I've had to be like, yo, should I do this because everyone hates it (laughs) (laughs) even though I like it and I've had so many people come up to me and they're like yo dude the way you look if you told these jokes instead of these jokes man it would go so much better and I'm like yeah but I hate that yeah that's not me so yeah you know like I got I told this joke about domestic violence it was a joke it's a joke about domestic violence (laughs) And it was my first year I was out here, and then this girl goes up after me, and she fucking cries. Oh, <laughs> my God. And she tells me that, you know, she's a domestic abuse survivor, and I'm like, I'm oh, sorry. And she's like, tell me how I ruined stand-up for her, which was the only outlet. Oh, you know? oh my that God, that poor girl. Moment. That was a real dagger moment that, like, hurt. But, like, to this day, like, that's one of those times that, that I was like, yo, yo, this is different. Like, I look at this like an art form. You should be professional. You should just be professional. If you want to be a comedian, you need to be professional and realize that anyone can say anything. Yeah, like, I'm not it's talking jokes. to you off stage. And so, like, there's, like, a real code in that that I've developed that I, like, that I've always said to myself, I'm not going to hate someone for their material no matter how boring it might be, you know, because that's, that's what I feel about a lot of people. Yeah, I'm, I'm like not going to judge them that way, and I'm always going to do what's funny to me. I'm not going to do what's marketable. And I've always said that, you know, in ter- you know, I, w- I want to work for CBS. Of course I'm going to say anything they want me to say. You know, when it comes it comes to acting, that I like to do what anyone wants me to do as far as acting. But when it comes to stand-up, you know, to the day I die, like, I'm only going to do what I want, you know. But like, I want it to go well, obviously, obviously. But I'm, I'm not going to not say the shit that I find hilarious, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's I love good. That. You yeah. have to stay true you know? to who you are. Yeah. Well, I feel like, especially out in L.A., like, it's probably really easy to kind of fall into that, like, typical. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, it's so, I'm going up tonight. I'm, I'll, I'll go to the improv. You know, every, everyone is going to tell jokes about fucking Michael Jackson, Ted Bundy, and Donald Trump. <laughs> Same shit. I, I know it. I oh, is that, that is that what your story was about today? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, is yeah. that a joke? I thought you were serious. <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Like, I, you know, I, I shouldn't be such a hater, but I'm like... <laughs> It's just that a lot of those people hate me, and I'm like, you know, at least I'm not telling the same joke everyone's telling. That's you true. Know? Yeah, that gets old. I, um, I, I, met, I met the booker from the improv, uh, Rita, like three weeks ago. She saw my set, and she I, she talks to comics after them, and she was cool. You know, I went and did my shit. I told this fucking joke about dead dogs that no one liked, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she talked to me, and it was a cool feeling because she flat out told me she goes hey I thought you know you're funny you're cool I don't know if I can book that <laughs> here at my club and I was like that's cool that, that, that's fine you know I mean I don't mind going up at the open mic when I'm fucking a serious regular 
on my own CBS show, y'all aren't going to be able to um, deny it. You know? <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It just doesn't, you know. And that's the game I play because I'm sick of, I've, I've been sick of not getting the stage time I want, feeling like I've been screwed over at stand-up, and I'm just going to screw all them over. I'm going to backdoor it, hack style. Hell yeah. Love it. Yeah. What are you guys up to? What's your hustle? You're asking all the questions. <laughs> You, you know what my hustle is, don't you? Well, yeah, you're making signs and shit. No, what the fuck, dude? This is how often we don't talk, I guess. I have, like, my own, like, handmade fashion line. Yeah, okay. So uh, clothes now. Yeah, it's clothes. But That's I'm why like, you want to come out to L.A. to the fashion district. I know, honestly, but I could never live in California. I just can't. It's, yeah, it's pretty fucking wacky. Yeah, it's yeah, just I not going to happen. I couldn't do it. I, like, am, I'm really frugal, too, and, like, I just, I can't, uh, like, I could yeah. never, like, consciously afford to, like, pay that much to live out there. Yeah, it's pretty rough. But we have the beach, so. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, that's why I have you, so I can come and visit and stay in your one-bedroom <laughs> apartment. Yeah, come, come to the sofa mattress. <sighs> Okay, so... What about you, you, Gabby? I do network marketing, so I'm a hair consultant, and I sell hair products on Instagram. Too bad my hair is perfect. I'll never need it. (laughs) Well, if you ever decide differently, (laughs) let me know. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to start balding right now because I said that. (laughs) Okay, so we really appreciate you hopping on with us, and... I hope you do great tonight at your show. Yes, good luck. Good luck, and we'll talk to you later. Good luck with this show. Thanks so much, Jordan. Really appreciate it. You're gonna look up the. uh, Okay, this you guys need this. This is perfect for your show. What you need to YouTube Steve Harvey jump. You'll love this because Papa Rich fucking loved Steve Harvey. (laughs) Seriously, he gives great advice about how you need to jump. If you want to do the shit you want to love and how it's going to be hard at first. and Seriously. seriously. All right. Yeah, we'll listen to it. You need the jump video. I'm going to send it to you, in fact. Okay. Okay, we'll watch it right now. Do it. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Jordan. Good luck tonight, okay? Good luck. Bye. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye.